Winds are offshore right now. You can really feel it. Picking up. That hurricane. I think from... that hurricane, yeah. So that slurricane down south is really starting to yeah, creep dude. its way up here. A hurricane of jacarandas. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, where do we start today? I don't know. What's the prompt? Wise guy? Um, I was thinking this morning about inspiration. Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying t- to figure out where people draw their inspiration <clears throat> from. Let me let me guess. You were laying in bed, just thinking about me and Jared, feeling so inspired. Jeez. Just... I, put on, I put on a bird shirt. <laughs> I put on a collared tee and really just short stuff and just said, hey, you want to go on a boat? <laughs> you do have a very Jared's boat looking outfit. looking very powerful on. today, everybody. Yeah. He looks... It's a semi-fresh haircut. I gotta get one more before I leave the country forever, guys. I'm not coming back. How's that inspire you? <laughs> that inspire connection by creating a memorable experience. Like, yeah. Where do you guys draw your inspiration from? Like, do you guys have a time where you're you set aside and be like, I wanna, I don't know, find new things right now. So much of, I'm working on, on a lot of video content. Mm-hmm. right now and i was talking this morning with diego and saying ah, sometimes i'm just so tired of filming in the cafes because i've been taking pictures inside these cafes for years now and i'll film i can't tell you how many times i've filmed through or taken a picture through the window at portola and so every time i go there to take a picture i'm like i've done this before like i don't know what i'm what I'm doing. I don't know how to find that new thing or make it feel new or I, you know, I'm not inspired at the moment. So where do you guys go to find new inspiration? What makes you not inspired? I think it's that like it, it's that idea of, Oh, I've done this before. I'm not doing anything new. So it's that repetition mindset. Diesel's out in force again today. Diesel. I don't know. You're also talking to <clears throat> a couple of people who made their careers by doing repetible, repetitive stuff. Like, I still draw inspiration and have a lot of fun making espresso and having people be like, wow, it's the best shot I've ever had in forever. So, I don't know. For me, I think there's something to be said about maybe, like positive feedback, reinforcement, and praise for, like, the work that we do from the right sources, maybe, for mm-hmm. some of that. You know, I think for me, if I'm doing tons of behind-the-scenes work and it just, there, you don't, you don't get kind of the validation you used to, you have to adjust, which is challenging, you know, and you have to find your inspiration. The kind that's, like, dopamine-releasing inspiration, you know, because there's long-term concepts that you consistency we've talked about it a million times on this podcast that are it's key right if you want something long term you have to be consistent you have to show up no matter how you feel so there's that but if you're looking for actual like inspiration and being psyched personally i get it a lot from collaboration mm. working with people i get it from helping solve problems i get it from creating something that i feel like is unique or fun and expressing my creative creativity yeah. Um, and I get it by performing in some capacity too. Uh, in terms of like, you know, generally like being fed as a person, but everybody's different. You, you go through phases of change yeah. in your life where like 
things that you used to be super into you're not as into anymore some of which by uh because you have changed and some of which because maybe your job and your like focuses and your needs have changed too so yeah i think that's maybe an endless um journey you know i was when we were starting this business i was endlessly inspired by different businessy leadershipy books and i still am but it I need to be able to apply things too. And again, that's me. I'm not the same as other people. Some people, and I, I actually don't understand them as much, literally could just learn and are inspired by the concept of learning with no application indefinitely. And I'm just like, good for you. You're crazy to me. Like, I have zero interest. And that's why school, traditional school, is always a challenge for me. It's like, you're going to make me go to these classes where I have to learn stuff that I have no interest in applying, nor maybe will I ever. Yeah. And there's people who love that shit. And I'm just, it's not for me. So, I'm not going to answer. Yeah, I don't have an answer, but I'll. Well, for me, for me, for me, from like a design standpoint, when I'm working on design things, I I will typically go, okay, well, what's my inspiration for this thing that I'm working on, and then I'll go look up other things that might have the the vibe or the feeling that I'm going for, and use that as as like a guiding light be like okay cool i like the way that you know this word flows here mm-hmm. and i like how that feels and then i'll just take those things and use that as my inspiration so creating coffee or creating a business that people can work like you were saying when you when we were starting cat and cloud mm-hmm. you took inspo from different businesses and so is there a time you do you set aside to like be like, all right, this is my discovery time? Hmm. Not usually for me. For me, it's just paying attention to what's around, seeing, just seeing, looking at things, absorbing things. I don't mm-hmm. know. Inspiration's a weird thing because it's not something that I'm actively seeking out consciously. Yeah. It's usually the times when I'm most inspired or when I'm surprised by something or I see something that makes me go, Yes, that's it. That's the that's the best version of that, and I like that. And that gives me a boost of energy, but I don't know if it's directly correlating. It's good. It feels good, but I don't know if it necessarily affects the way I would approach my work on the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's a couple different kinds of inspiration. Like when you're talking about inspiration for a project and you're saying, okay, what am I trying to do? Like, what's inspiring me? To, what's my inspiration for this thing? There's almost like, okay, I have this higher level goal that's pushing me to make this thing, whether that's, you know, create a design or make a video or whatever. And then oftentimes the thing that you're expressing is true. The tasks that lie underneath that inspiration can sometimes feel mundane. You're like, I've taken this photo at Portola through this window a million times. You know, you could say the same thing about creating a design in Illustrator. I've drawn a line or a semicircle a million times, but it's not, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know what I mean? It's geared at a higher, a higher purpose, which, I mean, if I had to distill it down, which I don't know if I can, but I'm inspired by things that have some sort of higher purpose or, or higher level goal associated with them. I don't like to do stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. Yeah. Um, sometimes it comes from within. Sometimes it's stuff I see. I don't have 
three o'clock on Thursday is my absorbing inspiration time. Do you find that, like you said, when you find something, you're like, oh, that's the one. Do you find that those come from similar places? Like thinking back to the times where you've thought that or you've experienced that, like where has that come from? I think inspiration comes a lot of the times from the unexpected. And the way to find the unexpected is to, you know, have a broad scope interest in lots of things, right? Like I think about when I started this thread in my mind, I was like, well, I'm inspired by a shit ton of different stuff. But oftentimes I get reignited when I do something out of the ordinary. Like I went something that I enjoy but never choose to do and never really seek out planning to do would be like going to see a show on and or on or off Broadway, right? The Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I haven't seen it, or I went and saw Dear Evan Hansen, right? And I would never pick that, but then I go and you see these humans perform a thing that's either, I mean, for me, I'm breaking it down in a bunch of different ways. Maybe somebody who goes and sees these shows aren't, but it's like the vocal talent, the choreography of working together, the planning, the stage set. It's like something that I'm like, eh. like I don't, I would not consider myself somebody who's like looking to go to a bunch of theater, but I actually like love it. Like Lion King, I saw that. It's like, damn, you know, and and I think you could and it would be wise to explore things like that because you then you do kind of open up your mindset. And I find I think to re-answer your question, I find inspiration all over the place. And most often I find it in ways that I can attach something that doesn't really specifically fit neatly in the box of tasks and work that I need to do and find a way to correlate it with, you know, expression. Mm -hmm. Swift Street is one for me that's like, you've seen all these cafes, you see all these people design them, and then you go on to, to take your window reference. It's like, go to Pinterest and go through like, go at pictures through a window. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will literally do something like that. And then I'll look at all these different people's pictures through a window and then decide what kind of concepts I like from all of them and then start smattering them together. And that's what Swift Street, you know, the design of it was for me. I was mm-hmm. looking at stuff like that. And then I didn't even get to articulate it all in the way I wanted to fully because you have to work within a budget, right? You always have these expectations, limitations. <laughs> but you still, like, the inspiration is in trying to create, like, the best version of a thing that's higher level, like you said, Chris. And for me, that's, I think, one of the the best piece of advice I could get is get outside of the, do things that you maybe wouldn't expect to like. And it's a challenge for me. Like there's things all the time that I want to say no to by default that I probably shouldn't. And I'm just working on that. That's interesting to me. Cause I, I see you as a guy who's kind of up for anything. I, well, I push myself to, but I don't necessarily want to. Like what's an example of something we did, like the last thing you did where you're like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, I mean, honestly, like that that example of going to the Broadway show, all of them, like by default, I don't want to go to them. Even when I can tell myself it's going to be awesome. Or like a lot of social gatherings, like like I was talking about it today with my partner, like weddings and or uh, sailing. Oh, I got invited to go sailing. You know, it's like, I don't want to go on that. For whatever reason, like by default, and I don't yeah. have a good reason, just like by default, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to. And oftentimes I'll go, yeah, I'll do it. And then I end up having something, like something good comes of it. Why do you think you have that initial thing where I don't want to do it? Because I, like, 
Yeah. So the first time I met you, I was just like, oh, this dude's super social. He's incredibly friendly. Yeah. He's like really open. He's easy to get along with. You know, so it seems like if someone was just looking at you from broad scope, it's like, yeah, Jared's down for whatever all the time. Yeah. So what like what makes your brain go like, nah, I don't want to go sailing, you think? I think that's that's a, I mean, it's a really good question. I think that's something I'm learning and working on in general, and it might be just like life circumstances get like knocks you back and you're kinda of working your way back to a place, but I remember a lot of those times when you're, I felt like I was really a linchpin in building something and like my personality was helping with it a lot. And so I was like, I felt like I was always on. And so when you're always on, you can be, it's easier for me to be that person when I, but it's also a little bit tiring. I had way more anxiety and stuff back then, but I would be like, yeah, you know, like I'm always basically trying to be the extroverted version of myself and never resting it. So I think there was a little bit of that. I am down for a lot of things. I also felt like I was maybe in a deeper community, like surrounded by more people doing more stuff, you know, at the time. And that, you know, we were so like in this building specialty culture phase, you and I, and a lot of people at that time that was like, I felt like we were really out there pioneering and it was fun. Like there was always something new we were working on and learning. And now I'd, it's not different, but it's it's more self-driven and a little more in a bubble. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel as, like, connected in that way. The pandemic, I think, was a huge part of that. So I'm still, like, kind of finding my way back from that for sure, actually, you know? Yeah, it's interesting to see how social circles evolve. Because if I rewind and think about the time that you're talking about in terms of when we started working together and our whole lives were revolving around coffee, which yeah. is interesting to say because we, we own a coffee company now, right? But, but we were revol- competing. It's we revolving like, around coffee in a different way, yeah. right? We are around a big group of our peers. So yep. most people that we're hanging out with are more or less around our age, and they're doing the same sort of thing. Yeah, so we're like every- in school together. Yeah, everyone's... Everyone's going to these barista competitions together. Everyone's going to SCA together. It's like a group of, yeah, it's, it, it kind of feels like you're at school. Felt like we were at school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that kind of feeling. It was like all the classes in, in, in uh, Harry Potter because we didn't live together, right? You get to go see each other. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. And that is a lot different than how it's like now where a lot of those people who were our peers and we had this common thread with, you know, they live in different places. They're doing different things. Um, we're kind of on our own little situation, and we have mm-hmm. a different relationship with the people around us. Where it's like before, most of the people who were we were we were around on the day to day in coffee were our friends. Now, most of the people we're around in coffee day to day are our employees. Exactly. That's there's a there's a lack of freedom. That's is there, yeah, is there a different work. mindset that happens when you're sure. around your friends <laughs> versus around? Well, yeah, you can Absolutely. be whoever you want to be however you want to be in that group and you're pretty much accepted whereas if you're a if you're in charge and you're a boss and an owner you have to be really really intentional and you can't you have to like button up professionally right every every decision every conversation you has really mostly relates to to you know the the business and leading and there's nothing wrong with that but there's a very significant difference for me of just like, yeah, you can kind of like let it all hang out and be yourself and it's going to be okay. And yeah. there was, um, I think, a lot of good that comes with that too back in the day for both of us. 
yeah for sure. the businesses and the people that we worked with and around it just it doesn't articulate the same way well it's kind of it it kind of taps into that conversation we had last week chris where you were talking about I asked you guys about your ups and downs and Chris, you were saying, you know, your ups and downs had to do with me and the working relationship that we have and how you like to have this mindset of, yes, anything's, anything's possible. Let's try it. And I feel like that is a mindset that it's probably easier to have in a group of friends than it is in a group of employees. Well, in a group of friends, everything is so much i don't want to say lower stakes but it's so much more free flowing yeah you know it's very malleable yeah if 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 we're working together as friends if we're just working on something and you do something that i don't like i can look at you and be like what the fuck are you doing this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen and you're like yeah okay if i whatever like but this motherfucker you know and you're having this riff where it's like you can't do that nor should you want to with with an employee it's it's a completely exactly. different situation and it's i'm sure you can feel the same thing yeah. to where there there's a difference between you hanging out with your closest friends and you spending intentional time with kira and as your employee you know you guys have a different relationship she's your employee and no matter how casual it gets Maybe you're not at work. Maybe you're at a work function. Maybe, you know, we're going out to one of our dinners and it's more of a team building thing. And it's a little bit more lax than the straight up work environment. It never goes to the level of I'm hanging out with my best friends. It's just a different thing. And I think one of the shocking things to me was we were working on this thing so much, building Cat and Cloud, creating this business that it was years before I kind of peeked my head up out of the hole and realize where the fuck are all my friends? Yeah, totally. well, like where what did do they I go? Do? Like, yeah. I don't have any friends. I have working relationships, and I have my wife, and that's about it. But where are the homies at? Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? I don't know where they went. And having or trying to cultivate that again is a is a really a really big chore. And every every interaction. Even in that friend zone now, it takes a longer time to get to the truth, I feel like, when you have something like that. So, so for example. For sure. And one of the things, while. you know, I've been hanging out with the DW, the Driving Well Awesome guys and doing some car stuff lately. And people who discover that I'm one of the owners here, one of the things they ask is like, you know, how's business? And I'm, Always. How's business? The word how's business is like. How's business? It's a really hard question to answer in the first place because it's generally good it's well yeah and it's kind of like asking how's life yeah well it's a lot of different things at a lot of different times i really can't can it for you i've been i've been trying to i started i signed up to go to a therapist and they messaged me mad props dude. they messaged me last week and they're like how's it going and my first response was that's a loaded question you're like, all totally. <laughs> they are, they're ready for that. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> anyway. Stoked for All right. How's business? How's business? So on one end, there's a million different ways I could go with that answer. And then I'm gauging, do I know this person well enough to really be honest with them about how business is? Because how there's deep a lot can of, I go? Yeah, yeah, how deep can I go? And that's something that you're navigating in social situations, too, because I don't want to be that guy. You can lead with positivity. You can lead with negativity. You can give a 50-50 split. 
Whereas I'm trying to always lead with positivity because when I step back and look at how business is, I'm really grateful for what we have here. So it's exactly. really it's really hard for me to you know lead with what's shitty. But at some point, it's nice to be able to have friends that you can just vent to and just be like, bro, I had the fucking wildest day. Like this, 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 this happened. And they can understand that despite all of those bad things. You still love your work. You still love, you still your, love your work and you're yeah. grateful yeah. for all the people around you. So now even stair-stepping into that takes a longer time because when I, again, rewind and you're with your friends, people ask you any question, you can just kind of shoot them as straight as you want to be and it's there's it's no factor. Well, and they're working on the same kind of stuff as you too, so they understand quicker. That's, I think, a problem or what, what's challenging for me is that, you know, I would draw a lot of inspiration just riffing with people even if I didn't agree with anything they had to say. You know, if you're talking about what you do and you're talking about how you do it, you know, you end up walking, at least I end up walking away feeling better in some capacity or le- or even learning something or being validated, et cetera. So like we don't do that as you, and in general, people don't do that as much. There's far less people trying to run in a values-based business that actually sees through its values to the lowest, you know, core denominator anywhere. Like yeah. that, I feel like that's a challenge. So even conversating Com- yeah, sure. About conversing. that conversing, I was like, you know, both can work. Conversating, uh, yeah, I like it with people about that. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we've talked to people who are really high level business folk who are like, yeah, the core values, and then they don't actually understand that we're trying to make our core values land in a way that everybody understands. Yeah. So I we're a little bit on an island too, trying to. I wouldn't even call it pioneer, but trying to be authentic to who we are on on a very real level. That's something a lot of businesses don't actually do. Well, like you were saying, having the real conversations, it it can lead to inspiration, but it can also, you know, cement your ideas. It's like yeah. if you're having to defend something, it becomes, oh, no, I really do believe in this. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I really actually do think this. And now I have, like, the clarity to double down on it. Right. And so, yeah, having those conversations, having those vent times with those people can actually lead to inadvertent inspiration in something that you already thought you believed, but mm. it's I mean, just now a harder belief. Your beliefs go hard. Hard. Yeah, I think that's all true. And I think the pandemic, though, was a, a challenging portion where there was always those consistent check-ins of some capacity through events and things, and you pause those for a while, and I haven't been to those. So for me, you know, that's a little bit of it as well, because you do also get a lot of you're not getting a lot of validation from people who work for you if you're the owner. And you don't necessarily deserve it or sh- and you shouldn't necessarily get it. You get validation from external sources a little in terms of people who come to our business. But when you're being honest, it's like, thank you. I'm really proud that we've created this place. The people inside of that place, you know, and I'll name drop them when, when people talk about it, they're the ones who served you and gave you that experience, right? So yeah. again, I'm not... I'm not getting fed in the same capacity as I used to when I was that person, right? right. Where it's like you get more feedback behind the me. bar, yeah, than you do as a oh, business owner. Oh my gosh! And you yeah. feel I felt. I mean, even working in the bar for three hours the other day, you know, it's like people are just stoked on the spro. They're pulling, and it just it does. It feels really good because yeah. you are like this thing that I am in love with, and especially coffee that I can do on a global level. You know, it's like I am really good at it, which is also something that's an interesting challenge. Is to be uh, 
sports coffee, so I understand you're not a pro sports player. But if you were to be like a pro sports player and then not play your pro sport anymore is a unique feeling because you you do get something from that. So, you know, when you don't play, I don't I don't get that thing. So it feels really nice to be like, yeah, you are one of the best in, and then people are elevating too, but you've been one of the best in the world at this thing. Yeah. And you don't even really get to do it very much because you're trying to provide opportunity for other people to come up in it. It's a weird place to be for me, for sure. Still finding my way, guys. Like Michael W. Smith once said, roaming through the night, find my place in this world. Place, <laughs> my place in this world. So weird that everybody knows that. Place in this world. That's a, that's a Christian crossover. I think that's why, dude, it slammed into the freaking mainstream for just oh, a minute. Oh, man. Yeah. It like, it like, it, it dipped in and then dipped out. Dude, yeah. Just like the American tale, dude. Fifle. Dude. <laughs> hey everyone that's the podcast for the week thanks so much for listening if you heard something that inspired you let us know or tell a friend these are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day if there's something you heard and you want to know more about send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know while you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places. YouTube, Instagram, we're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week. <laughs>